Well, good morning. How about we turn around and shake somebody's hand today? Go ahead and say hello to the folks around you. Wish them a, a good morning. I want to say a word of welcome to all of you this morning, especially if we have folks who are already in town for Christmas. If you are visiting family from out of town, I want to say welcome to Christ's Redeemer. If you are from the north and you brought the weather, well, welcome. But don't do that next year, all right? It has been a sacred uh, week so far, Wednesday night. We had confession uh, Friday. We had 10 hours of confession. Yesterday, eight hours of confession. I have heard 20 hours of confession since Wednesday, uh, well over 150 confessions, and it has been, it's been an amazing journey so far this week. I just want to say thank you to all of you who have shared your heart so beautifully. It's been an amazing, amazing, amazing week. It hasn't been nonstop, although it's been really steady. I have had moments, especially at the end of the days, to spend some, some precious moments in silence, and I have found myself drawn to this statue of Joseph. When I was a kid growing up in Homa, they had a statue of Joseph at the cathedral. Um, he looked like he had makeup on, and he had a white flower in his hand. And my dad said to me that when I was a kid that Joseph was a carpenter. And I spent lots of time with my dad as he was adding on to our house. And my dad was often filled with sawdust. And my dad never wore makeup and never came home with a flower in his hand. And uh, I grew up disdaining the statue. And I've come to realize that the artist is right for everything that they portray in the statue. And... Well, they're absent in all that they have missed in the portrayal of Joseph. And I have fallen in love with Joseph as I have gotten older and as I have grown as a priest. Joseph, who we heard of today in the gospel. Joseph. Not quite sure what your experience of Joseph has been as you ponder what sort of person he might be, but the one word that has consistently come to my heart this Advent, and the one word that I often have thought of since Wednesday as I have stayed with his presence is the word more. For example, what we know about Joseph comes from the Bible, right? And we start with today's gospel where we said, it says that he was the husband of Mary. Now, let's think about that for just a second. Imagine what it's like to be married to Mary. In other words, imagine what it's like to be picked by God, to be invited into her heart, which is pure, which is holy. And when Joseph was invited into Mary's heart as her husband, Mary refused to lower her standards She's holy. And Mary's going to be loved on her terms, not Joseph's terms, which means Joseph is constantly called by Mary's purity to step up. 
He's constantly asked by Mary to rise in virtue and to love Mary in the holiness that she deserves. Oftentimes, I think we erroneously portray Joseph as having to be tricked by God to marry Mary because he wanted a divorce. And we think that Joseph was just this ordinary guy. Think about this. Imagine how many times Joseph had to step up and rise to the occasion to love Mary in that type of holiness. His, his relationship with Mary was constantly asking more of him, more virtue, more obedience, more listening to God. Joseph, an extraordinary man of more. The Bible also tells us today that um, as the angel appeared to him, he, he, he awoke from the dream and said yes to what God was asking It doesn't necessarily mean that Joseph understood what God was asking. Joseph just awoke and knew that God was asking. The Bible also says that Joseph was a righteous man. Pope Benedict, as he describes this, says that Joseph, as a righteous man, would have drank from God's word Like in Psalm 1, like a tree that is planted near running water. How much water does a tree drink when it's planted near running water? A lot. So as a righteous man, Joseph would have consumed God's word. He would have listened to God's word like a tree planted near running water. Joseph knew God's word. And God knew, Joseph knew the author of the Old Testament. And if God was asking Joseph to do something, Joseph wakes up and says, I'm in. He may not have understood all the details. He may not have understood what it meant. He may not have understood everything that would have been asked of him in the future. Joseph just knew who was asking, and that was enough. More trust showed to us in today's gospel. And then, imagine this. The Bible also tells us that Joseph took Mary to Bethlehem. Well, everybody was going to Bethlehem. When Mary and, Jesus, when Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth for Bethlehem, everybody, many people would have been on the road for the census. And who else would have been on the road? Thieves? Those looking to take advantage of it. So just imagine this. It's not in the Bible, but imagine this. It's the end of the day. Joseph's been walking all day long. Mary's tired. She falls asleep. In her womb is Jesus, the Savior of the world. Joseph is exhausted. He just wants to go to sleep. He closes his eyes. He's about to drift off to sleep, and there's a sound. And he doesn't know if it's someone who's looking to take advantage of his family or to take his money, so he wakes up. Like the virtue in Joseph wanted to protect his own family. And all that is there in the the ordinary human of, uh, of Joseph's heart on the way to Bethlehem Like, just the journey to Bethlehem would have asked more of Joseph. More trust, more dependency. Let me tell you something right now. Joseph 
is not a guy with makeup and a flower. That's a man. That's a holy man. That is a man who reveals to us the beauty of more. And if Joseph were right here, looking at us today, I think he would ask us to not be afraid of more. Some of us, not all of us, but some of us perhaps in church today it's time to go to confession the more there is well it's the opposite of of pride more humility more virtue you may say to yourself well father mark i've already been to confession for the big ones great can i ask you for more more awareness of your spiritual life, more attention to the subtleties of sin, more kind of like the type of holiness that it would have taken to love that woman. There's, there's more. Just in our spiritual life, and for some of us, not all of us, for some of us, you've been kind of wondering if you should go to confession, you've been kind of looking for a sign, and if you've been looking for a sign from God, this is it. Eight hours, 10 hours on tomorrow, 10 hours tomorrow, four hours. We have 14 more hours of confession. Or go somewhere else, wherever you go. If you are called to confession before Christmas, let's do that together. Amen? Okay, secondly, more mercy. I would imagine that for many of us, maybe not all of us, some of the people that you're going to see at Christmas, perhaps for some of us, not all of us, there are people that you're going to see at Christmas who you need to forgive. And the more is more mercy. Now, you may say to yourself, Father Mark, they don't deserve to be forgiven. They haven't asked to be forgiven. I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to forgive them. But if there are people that you're going to be with this week at Christmas who you have not forgiven, then the more for you is mercy. And remember what we've said about mercy. They only call it mercy when you don't deserve it. We don't forgive people in our families or those who are close to us because they deserve it. We forgive people because you deserve it. And we forgive people because he deserves it. We forgive people because that's who he is. We forgive people because to follow him means to follow him on his terms, not ours. We forgive people because when we are in his presence, we simply bow and say, I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. Because that's what Joseph did. And for some of us, we need to forgive somebody. And the more is more mercy. And then finally, for some of us, and I never thought I would say this, but I'm going to say it today. 
The more is more presence. I have a dream for us of a device-free Christmas. For some of us, like what would dramatically impact your Christmas is the human beings that are you are with for Christmas. What would it be like if, like I know this is crazy, if there was a table at your house and for Christmas, the whole day, not the meal, all the phones were here, including the kids. All the things that we want to put in front of the kids so we don't have to talk to them or be with them, how about we pick all those up too? That football game that we're going to watch after Christmas, trust me, is not going to change your life. But the more, for some of us, is actually just more presence to the present moment. And if we were going to actually be ready for Christmas and be actually ready for the people that are with us, it actually requires us to be present to the present moment. I think what is extraordinary about him, as I have been praying with him this week, is that so much of what he learned about life and so much of what he learned about people, he learned from him. And on the way to Bethlehem and in the cave after his birth, all Joseph had, all Joseph had was people. He had Mary and Jesus And he had the freedom, please God, to just be present to people. God is asking us for more. Because when we give ourselves permission to embrace more, we actually experience more. Maybe it's confession. Maybe it's forgiveness, or maybe it's just presence to the present moment. Best way to honor Joseph is not to talk about him, but to live like him. And if we are going to enter into Christmas with our hearts wide open, then we enter into Christmas this year with an openness for the more that God wants of us. Amen.